Day three of the 2022 NFL Draft starts off with a bang for the Cleveland Browns. The selection of defensive tackle Perion Winfrey at the University of Oklahoma. Kicker at 124, Cade York from LSU. Guy was the kicker during the national championship run for the 2019 Bayou Bengals. Come back a little bit later in day three. Running back Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati. 19 rushing touchdowns on the ground. All that and more on your latest Locked On Browns. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself, at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account, DMs are open. You guys know all that already. To all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen, whatever podcast platform you use, you are greatly appreciated. To the new listeners this week, daily, five days a week, YouTube is coming, so stick around. We got you covered on the Lockdown Browns podcast. Today's episode, all about day three, the beginning of day three to this point for your Cleveland Browns. Day starts early. Browns, keep in mind, they started the day with selection 108, selection 118, 124. They start day three with those picks. 108, they get out of the box early. Perion Winfrey, defensive tackle at the University of Oklahoma. There were a lot of discussions about Perry and Winfrey on Lockdown Browns early on in the process. Really liked them. The question was going to be, when would the Browns pull the trigger on defensive tackle? Um, for me, and remember there were talks with Pete, where I liked him was a little bit earlier than Pete did, maybe a little earlier than the Browns did. Be able to get him here at 108. We'll get to a little bit more on Perry and Winfrey. Pick 118. The Browns trade pick 118 away for pick 154 we'll get to pick 154 here they also add a 2023 fourth round pick later in the day the browns trade away cornerback ty hill ty hill when he played last year for the browns he was a good player missed a lot of time something to be understood goes back to the rams the browns get some much needed salary cap back also get a 2023 fifth round pick. So the Browns, Andrew Barry, bolstering those picks back to the picks themselves. 124, place kicker out of LSU, Cade York. We'll get to Cade York in segment two here. I like the selection, um, and we'll get to a little bit deeper on that. But look, the Browns have a deep roster. They have a lot of draft choices. You've got to find players who can conceivably make your team. One of that spots is kicker. It's not necessarily some of these other positions that are still on the board that are available. Uh, Pick 156. Now, this was interesting. We talked about the running back position. Look, Dearness Johnson, everything says Dearness Johnson's coming back. Kareem Hunt, he's on the last year of his deal. The talk today about Demetri Felton is he's going to be part of the backfield this season. That backfield is crowded, and the way it is currently constructed, it is expensive. So we'll get to the backfield and certainly the – uh, addition of Jerome Ford. We're going to get some episodes with Pete in over the weekend, get you guys covered, get you guys all juiced up about what is the new Cleveland Browns. But <clears throat> the selection at 108, Perry on Winfrey. 
Uh, Perry Winfrey, two years down at the University of Oklahoma. And for me, I think the thing I see is a very active guy. I see a guy who's very, very quick. He's going to look to shoot gaps. Um, as far as being a true run defender, this is not the answer. And maybe this is obviously something the Browns aren't concerned about nearly as much as I am. Maybe Pete is, other people who cover the Browns, and certainly you, you, you fans. It doesn't look like the Browns are that overly, overly, overall concerned with the big guy to anchor, absorb blocking, and just make things difficult. So with Winfrey, you get a player who is disruptive. His disruptiveness outseeds his production. He had five and a half sacks this fall in Norman for the Sooners. That's a nice number for an interior player. It really is. Tackled numbers like solo tackles below 20. That's not such a great number. But what I see with a player like Perry on Winfrey is I see where his disruption is a production. Maybe he doesn't always make the play, but there's times where he just jackknifes into the backfield. So quickly you see a running back having to evade the hole, whether it is a hole, you know, one, three, two, four, and it has to try and bounce it outside. The Browns have the personnel, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, certainly Anthony Walker, and of course all the safeties that the Browns like to play who are fast enough to match that running back who has to adjust, slow down his speed, and then try to bounce it outside. They have the players who are athletic enough to make sure that those players that should be tackles for loss stay tackles for loss. Perrion Winfrey was at the Senior Bowl. He tore up the practices. His quickness, his elusiveness, and getting into the backfield consistently drew a lot of rave reviews. So this player in Perrion Winfrey, he's active. He is active in pass rush. There could be an incident for Perrion Winfrey. Look, we talk all the time about the Browns. They like to rotate out their defensive tackles and get as many edges on the field as possible in obvious, obvious passing situations. I don't know that's necessarily going to be the case if with a player like Perry on Winfrey, the way this Browns defensive tackle room is currently constructed, you look at Tommy Togia, you look at Jordan Elliott, and you look at Tavon Bryant, and currently Perry on Winfrey. Perry on Winfrey is the most athletic of the bunch. He has a very, very good repertoire as far as being a pass rusher. Jordan Elliott did at Missouri as well, so I'm not going to discount anybody here. But if there comes a scenario where they're going to keep a defensive tackle on the field in pass rush situations, you might keep Perry on Winfrey there. You look at this defensive tackle room. You're hoping Winfrey can give you some of what Malik McDowell gave you last year. As far as just being a guy that can blow up and beat his man, beat him with quickness, beat him with smarts. Obviously, McDowell beat a lot of people with his length and his size. Perry on Winfrey's not going to do that. But Perry on Winfrey might be a little bit quicker off the ball at this point in his career as opposed to where Malik McDowell was last year. So Perry on Winfrey comes into this room. Are you still looking to maybe add a veteran, Akeem Hicks? Possible. I think as far as the player we are looking to be a one-gap a three gap, whether he lines up over the center, lines up over the guard. You're probably maybe hoping that Tommy, Tommy, uh, Tommy Togiai is going to be that guy this year. There were so signs in 2021 of Togiai in a lot of limited reps, obviously, that you knew it was going to be this way. And even when Togiai was drafted as a fifth-round pick, you knew it was going to be some time. This wasn't going to be a guy who was going to be dependent on year one. So this room, the way it's currently constructed, it's young. Tavon Bryan just really does things north and south. There's no adjustment. So if a play runs into him, it runs into him. I mean, yes, there's times where he wins, but just basically goes north and south. Tavon Bryan, simple, simple player. Uh, nothing special. The hope for this room is that Tommy Togiai and Perrion Winfrey take steps through coaching and become better players. 
I'm still not saying that you wouldn't be interested in Akeem Hicks, but the best outcome of this room right now would be Perrion Winfrey taking that quickness and excelling right away and Tommy Togiai getting a lot of development in year two. We are talking day three. Brown's first selection of day three defensive tackle number 108, Perrion Winfrey. A solid addition. Should be a solid part of this room. We're going to get to the uh, selection of Cade York. We'll get to the selection of Jerome Ford. All that more coming on your latest Locked On Browns. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair. If you lose them, no matter what happened, give them a try. And if you don't love them, you'll pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to Fight Hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses. Backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. I've been digging deep into the Browns selections to this point here on day three, 108, Perry and Winfrey, 124, Cade York, and 156, Jerome Ford. Uh, the Browns, a lot of work, some trades done today, traded out of 118 to 156. Got 156, got a draft pick for 2023, a fourth-round pick. The Browns have moved on from nickel cornerback Ty Hill today to the Rams, back home for Ty Hill. A fifth-round pick coming again for the Browns in 2023. Andrew Barry, always worried about this draft, always worried about the next draft. Uh, Cade York selected here uh, at 124 for the Browns. A couple things to think about to begin with. The Browns are in a weird position here. This roster is deep, as much as you fans don't want to believe it. And when you are in an analytically run front office, you do not want to draft a guy who you think may not make your team. So you're starting to look at your positional groups, whether or not you're going to add a player to it. But the last thing you want is to draft a kid in April just to go ahead and cut him on Labor Day. So some of these trades done, get some more picks towards next year. Maybe it's a deeper drafter class. Maybe it's a more talented draft class. So you parlay that stuff and give yourself a chance on both ends here. The selection of Cade York, uh, we, we I put this out this morning in the episode, if you heard that. I also put it out on social media. Definitely thought the Browns would look at this kicker class. Um, not saying it's an influence from what Evan McPherson did this past year uh, as the kicker, rookie kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. But the Browns bring in Cade York. First things first, 54 career field goals in his time at LSU. That's an impressive number in three years for a kicker. He was the kicker during the national championship season in 2019, led by Joe Burrow. Obviously, a lot of pressure kicks to have a team go 14-0 and and win a national championship. So that looks proven. That looks tested. 15, 15, that's a solid number of field goals over 50 yards. That's an impressive number. A lot of times in college, you'll just leave your offense on the field and say, you know what? I got five-star athletes, especially at LSU. We'll just go get the first down. Why am I even going to bother letting the kicker attempt a 50-yard field goal? 15 career field goals over 
50 yards. Career long of 57. Big legs play. That is what you're looking for in your kicker. Does going from Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Cleveland, Ohio mean that automatically he's just going to come in and split upright after upright? Not necessarily. It's going to be a process. Obviously, he's going to have to learn the stadium. He's going to have to learn the wind patterns. He's going to have to learn the weather. Being a kicker is goofy. It's kind of like being a, go- uh, a golfer. You need to know every variable, even though, you know, if you were going to play, you know, like a, you know, you think like a golf pro. Um, for a guy who's a kicker, and certainly in a place like Cleveland, you need to know how the field is going to play that day. Every day, how is it going to play? Up today, it's going to be a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. Similar to being a golf pro. You know this course inside and out, but the weather is going to dictate things. But Kay York, I like the selection. I like the fact that we're bringing in a player who has a legitimate chance to beat out Chase McLaughlin. Chase McLaughlin's going to be here for the summer. Um, but when you invest pick 124 into a kicker, Cade York is going to be the kicker for the Cleveland Browns this fall. Looking at the special teams units overall, and look, for Mike Prefer, um, I think he got a little bit of a softer free pass last year than he should have. Um, and this is what happens when you have a team last year where a lot of things went wrong. The kicking game and it's just not getting it done wasn't noticed. The punty game, the fact that it wasn't getting it done wasn't noticed. The return game, the fact that it wasn't getting it done wasn't noticed. A lot of it, of course, Baker Mayfield, all the stuff that went on the offensive side of the ball, the fact that the team went in 8-9 and nine and severely underachieved. Yeah, you point the fingers at the bigger names, the bigger positions. But let's not fool ourselves for a second here and think that this special teams unit was getting things done. As far as the kicking game, it was below average. Punting game below average. There were times that the return game looked good. Demetric Felton, I think they maybe did Demetric Felton a little bit of a disservice last year as far as saying you're a wide receiver, you're a running back, you're a return man. It's really, really hard to come in as a six-round pick. Your head is spinning to begin with. You're fighting every day to say to stay on the active roster, and there's so many roles for you. Started off well as a returner, then got a little taste of playing a little bit on offense. The return skills diminished. They ended up going to Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones is a long speed guy. That usually doesn't translate to punt returning or kick returning. It takes a while to get you to top gear. You want guys who have better short area quickness as returners. Now, but you look at what they have done for the special teams unit going into this season. And look, it is on Mike Prefer. If this unit is not good enough, Again, this year, Mike Prefer's out of here with teams with legit aspirations with this trade of Deshaun Watson, thinking that you were going to hopefully compete for an AFC championship. You cannot have a poor special teams unit because one play at any given time can be critical. So you sign punter Rob Baraquez. Looks like a good signing. Big lefty, big leg. Uh, you signed him. You didn't have to draft a Matt Aresia. Obviously, the punt god went for a first pick of the sixth round today to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, enjoy. I hope you enjoyed San Diego um, punt god because it's a whole different ballgame when you get to upstate New York. But Rod Baraquez brought in here. He's played in the Midwest, obviously uh, punted for the Packers for a while. So where you're at versus where the punter position was at last year, upgrade. 
Cade York, the potential of what Cade York could be as far as a kicker, is it better than what the kickers were last year for the Browns in 2021? Yes, upgrade. Jakeen Grant comes in. He will be your main return guy. But the thing with a guy like Jakeen Grant is he has done this role now for years in the NFL. He understands his primary role is to make a difference in the return game. There's going to be opportunities for him on offense, not a lot of them, but he understands that his role, first and foremost, and his roster spot is safe as the return man. Anything he gets on the offensive side of the ball for a guy like Jakeen Grant is gravy. But look, the Browns needed an upgraded special teams unit. It was bad last year, and not enough people spoke about it because there were other things that were bigger and that were not working as far as Baker Mayfield, as far as the wide receiver room, as far as a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball getting injured, players being in and out week in, week out, Kareem Hunt missing nine games. So the special teams unit was given basically a free pass, even though that they were extremely, extremely poor last year. They have made an upgraded kicker. They have made an upgraded punter. They have an upgrade at return, man. And you look at the pick last night, you take a cornerback in round three when you already had five on the roster. Now you only have five. You're improving your special teams play by putting high selections playing special teams as they fight for every down rest. We're going to get here to the selection of Jerome Ford, running back out of Cincinnati. We're going to continue to carry through this. Not only will we talk about Jerome Ford, we will talk about the current state of the Cleveland Browns running back room. It looks a little deep, and it certainly doesn't look like everybody's going to be sticking around. Stay back. Stay with me for that. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain's auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seamless intimidating questions? Is your Honda Odyssey an LX? Is it an EX? Do you have a V6 or do you have a V6 Turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and you certainly got one in your pocket or your pocketbook. Save time and money when you're using rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low, and whether you work at the parts store or you're just a general customer, you get the same deal. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. When you go to rockauto.com, make sure that you hit the locked on where did you hear about us box. Make sure locked on goes in there so they know that we sent you to them. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We are rolling through your early day three action here of the NFL draft for your Cleveland Browns. Uh, Three selections to this point, Perrion Winfrey, Cade York, and of course running back Jerome Ford. We're going to get a little bit deeper on Jerome, and of course the running back room here in just a second. A couple of trade for the Browns, traded out of pick 118, traded for pick 156, picked up also a 2023 fourth round pick. Uh, Ty Hill played the nickel for the Browns last year. Missed a lot of time. When Again, when Ty Hill played, he was pretty good. But the Browns now with Ward, with Newsom, obviously with A.J. Green and the addition from last evening. Um, Browns are still still very, very deep. And, of course, with Greedy Williams here, they are young, saving some money here, get a 2023 fifth-round pick from the Los Angeles Rams as Ty Hill decides one year in Cleveland was enough. Take me back to the son of L.A., I guess. 
Jerome Ford, actually before Jerome Ford, for everybody. A um, lot of action, a lot of new listeners this week. Locked on Browns. We are here five days a week. Obviously, on a week like this, we are here all the time with daily content covering your Cleveland Browns. Appreciate all my listeners who make you make Locked on Browns the first listen day in, day out. We're about to make the jump over to YouTube. Um, that's all coming. Got some exciting things coming here in the next uh, you know few weeks here for Locked on Browns. Appreciate you all, of course, for being around for the ride today. Jerome Ford, selection at 156, running back at the University of Cincinnati. Jerome Ford for Cincinnati this fall ran for 1,300 yards, scored 19 touchdowns on the ground. Very, very impressive. Transferred to Cincinnati from the University of Alabama. Now, you know about the God-given natural talent for a player like for Jerome Ford to have even been offered to a school like Alabama at the running back position. Obviously played a couple of starts in his times down in Tuscaloosa. Um Problem was is it's crowded room, and the problem is is if you were a four star and maybe there's some five stars, they're going to go with the five stars. And a player like Jerome Ford ended up having to you know go a different route, find a different way to navigate his college career. Ends up at Cincinnati. Cincinnati obviously with a Cinderella of a year for a non-power five, getting themselves into the playoffs. Make no mistake, Jerome Ford was a big part of that with his 1,300 yards, 19 on the ground, 21 receptions. 21 receptions is a nice number for a college running back. It shows that there is something to work with there as far as, you know, are you going to be able to receive in the NFL? 21 receptions in college, that's a nice number to work with. Uh, you look at the player himself, five foot 10, 210 pounds, rocked the number 24 for Cincinnati this year. Um, you look at him on tape. And I know he said this through the media that he was a big Nick Chubb fan, but you look at the tape, you're wearing number 24, running low to the ground. Once he sees daylight hitting top speed, you can kind of see that maybe Jerome Ford ain't lying. Maybe there has been some studying of Nick Chubb tape for Jerome Ford, uh, throwing the fact he ran a 4.46 at the combine. Uh, I think it was a 1.56 uh, first 10, shows he's got the explosion out of the gate. I like this selection of Jerome Ford. I think I like it a little bit more than I thought of, um, you know, before I even when I first heard it. It's kind of grown on me a little bit. We've been talking about the running back position for the Browns going forward. The first issue the Browns now have is as appealing as this running back room was one year ago, two years ago. It was a cheap room. Nick Chubb, towards the end of his contract as being a former second round pick, he was making nothing. For as good as Nick Chubb is, he wasn't making much money. But then you add in Kareem Hunt, $6.5 million. Okay, you compare that with the fact you weren't paying Chubb any money, not too bad. Um, but you have Dearness Johnson now up for money. You have Demetric Felton in that room. And now, of course, Nick Chubb has gotten this big, fat contract extension that he truly deserves. And there is no question about Nick Chubb deserved his money. But are the Browns comfortable paying a running back room over $20 million? Um, they just saw this room excel for you know a third of what they're going to pay this room now currently. Kareem Hunt, one year left on his deal. The Browns seem to be saying the proper lip service towards Dearness Johnson that they, they think he'll be a part of this team in 2022. For Dearness Johnson, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, would the Browns just say, hey, let's just go our separate ways? Um, you know, we don't really have the room to accommodate 
the amount of times we would like to get you the ball. We just drafted this kid, Jerome Ford. Um, you know, we want to get him involved because Kareem may not, most likely is not going to be here in 2023. Um, so the Browns are in a tough spot. You've got two players between Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson. I think combined the money would be over $8 million. Oh, I'm sorry, $9 million to have the two of them on the roster for 2022 when you're paying Nick Chubb over 10. Tough spot to be in. You think about a player like Demetric Felton. They've said as recently as today that Demetric Felton is going to be a part of the running back room in 2022. If that's the case, how in the world do you have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton, and Jerome Ford? First off, how do you have five running backs? How, there's no way that even works. Something's going to give here. The Browns are in a tough spot. It's a good spot to be in for the Browns because you're going to move on. Um, and most likely you can find a way to get something. Hopefully, I don't know. But it's a good spot to be in. You put this room together. You did really good work in putting this room together. Um, it just can't be sustain sustainable because, you know, you, it, it, something's going to have to give here. Um, maybe, you know, I, maybe something changes with Felton. Maybe he goes to a little bit more wide receiver. But you kind of think Jakeem Grant can do the things he can do. That's really, really crazy spot to be in for this running back room. Certainly advantageous, and it shows great work done by this front office to create this running back room. But now where it, it seems like you just have too many guys there. My guess, maybe Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford are your three running backs for the 2022 season. Browns have had a hell of a day here on day three. Uh, Perrion Winfrey, special, special player in my opinion. I don't think he's going to be, you know, we're not confusing anybody with Aaron Donald, but I think he brings a quickness that they do not have the defensive tackle position. I think he brings a pass rushing game that nobody at the defensive tackle position has shown to this point. So we'll see how that plays out. Cade York brought in here. The Browns have upgraded the punter. They have upgraded their kicker. They have upgraded the returner. Mike Prefer, it is on you um, because if this team is going to reach the heights it's going to need to, there cannot be any lapses in the kicking game or the return game. So all eyes are on Mike Prefer here for 2022. Uh, the selection of Jerome Ford and the way this running back room is currently constructed, um, it's a great, great position to be in. Um, but there's too many guys. The, the Browns have too many guys in that running back room, and the Browns are now paying that running back room over $20 million. So something's going to give there for the Cleveland Browns. We've covered day three, covered the trades, of course. Um, we covered uh, earlier today um, all the reactions from day two. We'll get back here later today. We'll cover the rest of day three. We'll get back here soon with Pete Smith, get all his thoughts. John Costco will be in. As I said to all the new listeners, we're transitioning to YouTube soon. But wherever you get your podcast, make sure Lockdown Browns are your first listen every single day. I am your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Best way to contact me. You need me. You reach me. Questions, banter. I'm around for all of it. If everybody's going to be along for this ride with me, the least I can do is repay you guys in spades. Browns are having a nice weekend. For some that are not, you know, getting it, you need to understand that this Cleveland Browns team was not going into this draft looking for starters. And, you know, you're looking for guys who are going to be depth in 2022, guys who can, you know, graduate to become starters in the NFL down the path. It's been a nice couple of days for Andrew Barry. I understand if it doesn't maybe have the sex appeal for some of you fans, but look, it, it's been, a, it's been a good, good road thus far. We'll see the way they close out day three. And with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound LGB on the LOB. Well, let's go Browns.